0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Diminishing Returns, where we will be looking at the Maze Runner films. What's the Maze Runner, I hear you ask? Well, congratulations, you are not a young adult. The Maze Runner is a 2014 film adaptation of a novel of the same name that was written for the surprisingly large adolescent market. Its sequel, The Scorch Trials, came out the following year, and the concluding part of the trilogy is out very soon. If you're not familiar with it, then don't worry, because neither were we and spending an hour and 12 minutes listening to us will be a lot better use of your time than watching these two films. This episode contains spoilers for Cube, Lord of the Flies, The Village, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, The Last of Us, that's a video game apparently, Children of the Corn, The Matrix, Resident Evil Afterlife, and of course, The Maze Runner and The Scorched Trials. Enjoy!
1: and welcome to the show. I'm Calvin, and with me today are Alan. Hello. And Sol. Hello, everyone. It's it's me. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about The Maze Runner and its sequel, Maze Runner, The Scorch Trials. Now, this is a, a, a genre of film that I don't feel we look into an awful lot on this podcast, which is... Young, adult, teen fiction adaptations, uh, well, which we, is quite popular.
0: Hunger Games, Divergent.
2: Fifty Shades oh, yeah. of
1: Grey, sort of,
2: I,
0: I, of. I, I, that's, that's not for the young adults, that's for adults. No, but it was, it was a fan
2: fiction it. from Twilight, so it's from that <laughs> same thing. Nah, it it's doesn't a bit of a count. Stretch. <laughs> I don't think it is. I, I think it's, it's like a spin-off. It's for the young adults when
1: they've grown up. <laughs> anyway, I I didn't think that we looked at this kind of film all that much and I think Harry Potter's an exception. I think that's a, a a slightly different thing. They often star sort of like unknown young people who've done a bit of TV work and this is like their first break and usually have some middle-aged proper actor in a small role usually as a villain like Kate Winslet mm-hmm. in Divergent or Patricia Clarkson here. But there's also I, I I like looking. I hadn't seen the hung, uh, the Hunger Games uh, Maze Runner before. To be honest, I didn't mm. really know anything about it. I knew yeah. the title and therefore assumed that there was a maze and young mm. people were going through a maze. But I really didn't know anything else about it. Did either of you two?
2: I I've been wanting to watch this for quite a while actually. But yeah, all I knew about oh. it was um, someone like wakes up in a maze or something and doesn't really like basically like it's cube but in a maze. <laughs> And I thought, oh, interesting, that could be good.
0: Well, hmm. I, um, I had literally never even heard of it until you suggested that we should do it. Hmm. Um, and I didn't read anything about it. I didn't know anything about it. I went into the film totally blind. So uh, hmm. I figured that was the best way to approach it. Hmm.
3: Hmm.
1: I mean, we're going to get into the films in more
0: detail, I'm sure. Um... Can I start the discussion with this then? Yes. Uh, yeah. that, when I say I went into the first film completely blind... Uh, and I was actually really quite impressed by it. I enjoyed it. Mm. Um, and we've <laughs> done, <sorry>. and we've <laughs> talked about um, we have our own sort of buttons that when they get pressed, it's sort of like it makes up for all the flaws. Um, mm. This does a lot of, of mine. It, like a, a, a sort of a small group of people trapped together. I like that, and, mm. and sort of the psychological uh, problems that come with that, rather than just the external mm. issues that they deal with. I found it very engaging. I was en- engrossed in it right the way through. It didn't feel too long. I was I was um pretty uh, pleased with the person.
1: I mean it is a very sleek. I think it's only like what is it 110 minutes something like that. It's under 2 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh and it has a really nice simple premise. The the star of the film, uh, a boy named Thomas, he's I think they're all about like 16 17 18 or something like that. he is uh, launched up an elevator into this uh, sort of meadow in the middle of a giant uh, maze uh, with these huge walls all around him. And a group of boys have started a sort of Lord of the Flies-esque society within that wall. Uh, And there are people within that society known as Runners who run through the maze because they're all trying to figure out how they get out. But the maze can Close doors and change layout and stuff. So these people need a specialist knowledge, and the main character obviously gains that knowledge and becomes a runner himself. Um, and there's also crazy monsters in the maze that uh, run after Zenomorphs. the kids if they get trapped in there. Uh, well, I didn't think they were, but uh, okay. Do you know? Uh, are you talking about the
0: xenomorph from Alien?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, um, no, these are like robot
2: <laughs> things. They look like xenomorphs chasing them <laughs> in the don't. maze.
0: No, well, they don't look like giant robot spiders. Yeah, yeah like with like a weird Zenomorphs. like bug face thing. What are you talking about? Did you watch the right film? <laughs> 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 Didn't look at anything like Xenomorphs whatsoever. And yeah, I
1: think to, to um, you know, summarise perhaps my thoughts as you did, Alan. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed this first one as well. I thought it was a very nice, lean, uh, yeah, young adult, middle budget action film. I kind of wish that there'd been a bit more to do with the boys' society. I wanted a bit more of the Lord of the Flies-esque
3: exactly. stuff.
2: R- do you remember how Alan felt about Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar kids? <laughs> yeah. And a completely uh, unwarranted hatred of it, I mean, <laughs> Well, I, I mean, it was pretty... Gash. To be fair to him, but it, wasn't, it wasn't quite as bad as he made it out. But, um, I, I feel like this is my Miss Peregrine. This this film made me angry. It was so. Oh cool. wow! Yes, I, I go was on. I was. Oh god! It just. I just. I couldn't believe it. I. Th- oh wow! It <laughs> just. It wound me up. I all I knew going in was this premise, but I thought it was a really cool premise, and I knew it was meant to be half decent. The first one I thought it'd be quite an enjoyable little. You know, just a bit of fun to get through. Yeah, I just I thought this film was absolutely awful uh, on pretty much every level imaginable. I I thought it was badly made. I I thought it was really just like, on a technical level. I thought it was really poorly constructed. Like throughout really? the film, I never had a sense of the surroundings or like a coherent sense of where people were meant to be, or what was going on. I, w- I was struggling to follow the plot constantly, and I think that's partly because I was just finding it so difficult to stay engaged with the the story, but, like, at the start, there was a huge exposition dump, and that's my sort of thing. I love exposition in this kind of film, world building, <laughs> and I just couldn't keep up with it, because it was so boring. And I- I've I seen this... There was a line
1: this- in that exposition that did make me think, oh god, that's for soul. Um It's when the one of the boys is, the new boy, is sort of asking the others like, oh, have you tried this to try and get out of Oh, video. I love that like, What about this? And that kind of thing. And then one of them says, whatever you can think of, we've tried it. <laughs> and he says I, it and no, really I annoyed. It's like, that's for the
2: audience. Yeah. That's for Sol. That was the one bit of the film I enjoyed, actually. I just thought it was really badly made. I, I hated all the characters. I couldn't tell you a single one of the names other than Thomas, because you just reminded me. <laughs> um... <laughs> I-, I couldn't tell you even who was in it. That there-, there was there were two British kids because one of them was son of Rambo and one of them was that Love Actually twat. Or so- was-, was it him?
1: Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas Brody, Sangster.
2: I recognised them, but I didn't. I- for the longest time, I just thought they were the same person. I didn't. I hadn't like realised they were two separate kids. That that's
1: racist. What you thought they were the same?
2: No, I mean before this film, I I just always. In my no. memory, the kid and son of Rambo was the kid who did uh, Love Actually and stuff. I'd like confuse them in my oh. memory. I know they don't look anything hmm. like each other. It's just they're sort of up for similar roles, but hmm. one of them's um, a lot uglier uh, than the other one.
1: I'm curious to know which one. Yeah, which one you do you th- think th- that think
2: is? is ugly? Yeah. Well, I've I've made a note that I I found. I mean, I know I know it's not his fault, and I know it shouldn't affect your enjoyment of the film, <laughs> but I found him. I found him distractingly ugly throughout this film, and it really took me out of the film.
0: Yeah, which one? Uh, Will Will Poulter, is that his name? Oh, Matt Damon, Angry Eyebrows. That's what I call him. (laughs) Like Calvin,
2: <laughs> you're you're someone I often go to to see if someone's oh, attractive or not. Oh, don't do this! Is don't he, be like. Oh, is I, he an ugly I'm man? so straight that I can't tell if a man's good looking or not. Well, no, I'm I'm just I'm looking for like validation of whether or not my sense of what is and isn't attractive in a man is accurate.
1: Is he an ugly man? Uh, if you're asking me who I'd rather have sex with, then it would be Will Poulter over Thomas Brodie Sangster. But his actually looks quite tough. Like he'd
2: he'd like really give it to you, and the other he's... one looks like you might snap him in half by mistake. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think Will Poulter has a bit more of a yeah. He's got he's got unusual features, but I think in a sort of Daniel Craig esque sort of way, where you can light him one way, and he looks like the most hideous like drew, you know dragged himself out of a sewer, but then. You like him another way, and he looks actually pretty good
2: well, I've watched him in other films, and I've never thought it. I think maybe it was just this film, but it was every time he came on screen, I was like, oh my God, what is up with this guy? I
1: just thought you've gro- seen him in real life and he's quite all right yeah i
2: I don't think I've ever seen him this old before, so I was just thinking mm. like, oh, he's just grown into you know anyway <laughs> um. Like, like, I say more than anything, I just, I, I just struggled to co- engage with it. I just thought the whole film was shot and edited and put together so badly.
1: No, well, I, I agree with you to an extent. I thought I had a good grasp of like how big that sort of meadow that they live in is, Ooh. which is in the centre of this maze, and then the main character goes off into this like forest. Yeah, I the exact like, same oh. thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it looks like quite a big forest. It's like you can't see you know, the meadow on the one side of the wall on the other <laughs> yeah. for the trees. So I'm like, oh, well, okay, it's pretty big then, I guess. But mm. it didn't look that big when they do their big 360 degrees uh, shot at the very start where it swirls around the hero to sort yeah. of give an idea of the scale of the wall. Mm. Um, but yeah, it didn't bother me all that much. And the um, the plot, the, like the premise
2: is, you know, it's very intriguing. I wanted to know what was going to, ha- you know, what, what the deal was, but it doesn't... <laughs> Not to get ahead of us, but it doesn't pay off in a satisfying way whatsoever. And I've seen a hundred other films do the exact same setup. Cube, as I mentioned before, is the most obvious one, but Mm. there's there's a million. And
0: I I definitely felt like what I liked about the film was the Lord of the Flies bit, and 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 the rest of it didn't really it didn't make sense. It didn't really work. The ending kind of doesn't. And this is, it is of difficult to finish that. Like, Cube has no ending. Lord of the Flies mm. has no relay. It's just deus ex machina ending. Well, it does it's, have an ending. There's... It's just a deus ex
2: machina. Lord of the Flies, mm. at least, is, there's a point to the ending being what it is. And I, I'm not necessarily saying it's a good ending, but it you can see why they went with it. Um mm-hmm, but yeah right. I've heard this film compared to Lord of the Flies a lot and I I don't really think that's a fair comparison because yeah it's a load of young men thrown together into a situation where you know there's no society but it doesn't even try to explore the themes and ideas of Lord of the Flies Lord of the Flies is about how we respond to the breakdown of society and this is more concerned with whether or not you know people can go out and collect shit with Giant ants running around after them, and it's—I just don't think it really ever touched on any of that Lord of the Flies stuff. I, I,
1: don't yeah, I mean, I—I'm—I'm I'm certainly not, you know, um, implying that it did touch on any of those themes. It—it it is just in the basic setup that it is all these boys, yeah, I mean, living together yeah, in this superficial, place.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did find a, some meaning in all this—a uh, a, a metaphor, if you will.
3: Um,
0: oh. <laughs> That I'd like to propose to you. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and this film is about science versus religion. Because Thomas, mm. Thomas and his sort of like, the people who are with him, they represent sort of logical reasoning, uh, sensible thought, investigating and, and, and exploration. They don't have all the answers, but they just they keep searching for them. Hmm. Uh, Albie, who is the original kind of leader guy, he is like the guy who creates a religion. You know, he he finds order and chaos in order to create some sort of society and, and, and creates these rules that help piece together a confusing situation in the best way they can. And then the ugly one you don't like, Sol, um, who's called Gali, by the way. Gali is the like inevitable next step of religion, which is we have to stick to these rules no matter what. Stop questioning things or I'll kill you. Uh, blind faith because of fear, basically. Uh, so that's how I tried to find a good bit of deeper meaning hmm. in this whole thing, and the fact that uh, religion is you know, sort of brutally slaughtered at the end is just um, neither here nor there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. But it's not as if science. Well, anyway, now that's for the sequel to.
0: But in terms of the in terms of the conflict in the society, like ignoring the sort of extraneous plot that goes around it. That's mm. that's what I took from it. That's what I was enjoying. That was the sort of psychological battle between them all that I, I was into. That's that's the bit I liked about the film.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Because when it actually, when they actually do end up getting into the maze and running around and all that kind of stuff, it's I was a little bit underwhelmed. The maze wasn't as big or as exciting as I kind of thought. And they reached the end of it quite easily, <laughs> really. Say so they have these people who the whole job is to like run because, oh God, we must get back before we... Uh, uh, before the doors close, um, and they have that three D like diorama of the whole maze as well, and it's like
0: oh, it's not actually that big. Uh... But they, 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 this is one of the things that, that, that never made sense. But the, that maze is open during daylight hours, right? That's the basic idea. Yeah. But the mon- the robot spider things aren't there. Mm. There is no threat during the day. That's why the doors are open. Yeah. So why are they so scared of going in? Like, fair enough, if you're going to be the one who's going to go and explore and and search, you need to be able to know you can get back in time. But there's no Mm. reason why everyone can't just wander in for, like, two hours, have a little wander around, come back.
1: I thought that the whole reason why they weren't all going into the maze was because, oh god, the maze is so big and it's this huge labyrinth that you You can can go in there during the day, Mm. but you'll get lost and you won't be able to find your way back. But then it's like, oh no, we've got a map. It's not actually that big. We can get to the other end of it quite easily. So,
2: Yeah. Do you know if they built sets or whatever because it it
1: really felt like they just
2: were running on a green screen for
1: Oh yeah and I'm I'm sure most of it was this was quite low budget for the kind of film that it is so Uh the the boys are going about their business and uh, investigating stuff and there are these weird like monster Robot creatures that are in the maze at night. Um, how do you feel about them? Because they were, they were. I, I was not expecting something so um overtly sci-fi. Um, or so overtly otherworldly.
0: Well, I was hoping when they were saying, "Oh, you go into the maze, you become a ghost," sort of thing. Um. Mm. I was hoping for a bit of psychological stuff here, that it, maybe it was all fake, uh, you know, like the the village maybe, or or just that they built up a lot of what it was in their own head, and so he was going to yeah. go out there and kind of find out the truth. When it was just actually a big monster thing, it is a bit yeah. like, oh, we've lost any sense of symbolism here then, it is just a monster. <laughs> like, yeah. So it did seem a bit like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I, w- I was just surprised that they revealed it so soon as well, I don't know, I, I thought they were going to Play with the mystery a bit more, and then reveal it at the end. But nope, it's right there. Yeah, That first, like forty minutes.
3: Mm.
1: Um, I,
2: yeah, I, 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 really didn't particularly like the monsters, but I, I just found the sequences where they were introduced so dull. And like my note here is that the film was just ninety minutes of giant spider things shouting. <laughs> which I think is the second act pretty much when he's running around in the maze and it's gnashing at him around the column. I've only made about five notes for this film, but then I just kept opening this up and adding extra notes after I'd finished watching it about how angry I was. So it's <laughs> quite a few notes here. But
0: um, One other thing that, um, not just in this film, but in the next one as well, really sort of started aggravating me is that, Nobody ever tells you anything. Like, everything has to be a big secret. And everyone they meet is, like, really kind of sarcastic and cold. Yeah. It's like, make some different characters. And like, so he, he turns up in this world, this new world. And rather than going, well, you know, look, this is weird. don't know what's going on. That's a maze. There's monsters in it. Like, they go, <laughs> oh, uh, look, everyone here follows the rules. By the way, the big rule, don't ever go through that door. Yeah. And so, obviously, <laughs> the first thing he's going to go is, like, well, what's in there? Oh uh, yeah, uh, don't yeah, worry exactly. about what's in there. We don't need to tell you that, but don't go through there.
2: <laughs> that really bugged me.
0: And it, and it goes on like that throughout the whole exactly, film. Really, wow. It's like, oh, oh my God, who are you guys? Where are you from? Come with us. We'll show you. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like even just, the next one.
2: Yeah, it's it's like you you were saying, Calvin, that line, the the bit that I actually liked, where the guy was like, look, whatever you thought of, we've tried it. It didn't work. As much as I like that, it it. Still bugged me because it's like, well, no, this guy's new. Give him like the benefit of you're like chatting to him, and maybe he has yeah. got some ideas, and you can kind of say, well, look, that didn't work because we tried getting up there, and then this thing fell down. But you, know, do you know what I mean? And uh, I just it really annoyed me <laughs> throughout the film. This, <laughs> like you say, everything's a big surprise, a big secret, and and it's just so they can. It's just lazy writing. And the other yeah, thing is, whenever the plot needs to move on. It's, Thomas just arbitrarily remembers something about his past. There's no provocation <laughs> yeah. for it. There's nothing to justify it. It's just whenever it suits the film, he just goes, oh, hang on a minute. Oh, yeah, this this thing. That. Oh, yeah, of course. And then it moves the story on.
1: It's so yeah. badly written. Unless you guys have any other points before we move on to the ending, the last thing I want to bring up about this middle section is the inclusion of Teresa, a girl, who is... Oh, yeah. um, Pushed into the middle of these, uh, this group of boys. I did
0: have a, a note that happened before that girl came in. I did. I put one. I put a note. I thought, oh, this is one of those happy communes where everyone has a job that they're suited to, and there's definitely not tons of gay sex going on. <laughs> Which I felt uh, was not touched upon. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's not really, is it? Because a bunch of like in teenage boys together for three years. <laughs> Come on, <laughs>
2: they'd at least have like a spot in the woods where people go to rub one out
0: (laughs) Jimmy it's three o'clock your turn in the wank hut (laughs) (laughs) but uh, no
1: there is uh, a girl who is um, brought up and Thomas has memories of her from before the time in the maze I really don't like this character and I uh, Mm. more so in the next one but the shoehorning in of some kind of romantic frisson between but they never uh, really follow that up No, exactly. That's because I think that's what it's. There's
2: for. a third film on the way, so <laughs> yeah. Well, sure I they will.
0: I felt really one of the. I made a note about this girl. Basically, I said she hasn't added anything at all, and now just seems really out of place. Especially mm. when he was so like, "Oh my god, I've got to save her. She's mm. really important. I've got to save her." Kind of attitude. Yeah, it's like yeah. she her arriving didn't change anything. Didn't make mm. any difference. And then, so I thought I was going to play up in the second film, maybe, which obviously it does. But then, even that feels like it could have been anybody could have done that. Like the mm. the Love Actually boy could have done that. It. Mm. I mean, in terms of
2: her characterization and everything, I I don't have a problem with her anymore. I don't like mm. any character in this first film whatsoever. Not even the woman that Calvin no doubt loves at the end, who plays a scientist. I don't like anyone <laughs> in this film. Um, was that Patricia? Am I that thingy? predictable? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I have made a note when she came up that I, I, I wrote down, I don't know who this is, but I'm sure she's someone that Calvin knows and loves and is his favourite part of the film. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't like anyone in this film whatsoever. None of them are remotely charming or, I wasn't empathetic towards any of them. I, I if anything, just wanted them to all shut up and die. So. Oh,
1: what about
0: Piggy? That's... Yeah, I like Piggy. I thought he was a really good actor, actually. Wait, I which one's Piggy? One... The little chunky one.
2: Oh, yeah, he was okay. He was the least... Yeah.
0: See, I I I liked him, and then they killed him right at the end for no reason. Yeah, yeah. well,
2: they needed yeah. to have their, their dobby yeah. emotion crowbared in. Mm, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. I actually fell asleep through this film. That's how much this <laughs> film wound me up. It lulled me to sleep, <laughs> which I honestly don't think I've ever... I wasn't particularly tired, and it, like, genuinely... It was about when they went into the maze, I think, for the first time. Oh, that's that was very it exciting. lulled to me to sleep, that. and then I was woken up because there was some, like, loud screech at some point, and it jolted me awake. So I'm not quite sure how much I missed, or if anything interesting. Or that was the good happened. bit.
0: Well, I mean... <laughs> I always get sleepy when I'm aggravated. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's it's weird though. I've never.
2: I honestly don't think I've ever fallen asleep during a a film like that before. It's it, like I say, I wasn't. I wasn't tired at the start. It was
1: really odd. Oddly enough, that happened to me with the second one. Uh, but I, <laughs> I, I suppose we'll get there. But because it's around, um, it's around the uh, point shortly after the girl is introduced. We don't really see. I think. I think maybe if they had explored more the Lord of the Flies, maybe the book does. I don't know about the society of boys and. Yeah what uh, a girl coming into that would mean but thomas uh gets a little band together and they separate from the incredibly handsome will Poulter who <laughs> stays behind in the meadow He's and they they, they 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 go and they they think they've found a way out of the maze because they found some clues and whatever and there's a battle with a few of these spider creatures and um quite a couple of uh, young adults die during this battle and indeed throughout the whole film there are characters that die, which I was slightly yeah. surprised about. I don't know, I just always kind of assumed it was going to be like, oh, maybe we'll get PG. But it didn't... Mm. Um...
2: I found that more jarring in the second one, if anything. The extent to which yeah. they were willing to just kind of shoot people dead, but yeah, mm, I did I did mm. find that surprising in the series. I think that's part of why people like it. A lot of people mm. were
0: pointing to the darker tone. Mm. I hadn't thought of that, but it had occurred to me that less so with the second one because they're interacting with adults who are kind of authority figures but Mm. in this film when they're all just together i thought there's no real reason these guys are teenagers or or whatever or young adults like if they'd all been in the 30s and 40s or or that sort of thing it wouldn't really have made any difference to the story like the story that was being told was not like a teenage story that was aimed at teenagers Mm. with their sort of interests even if it's metaphorically
2: Mm. that's i think that's a a pretty common thing you'll find in young adult fiction is that the characters are arbitrarily younger than they would otherwise right. be purely so that it will appeal to a young adult demographic. But that's why I was
0: expecting when this girl came in, there was going to be a bit of a love story. Cause I was like, yeah. all right, well, if you're watching this, teenage like that's important when you're 14, like um, that girl you've got a crush on and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so I thought that was going to be played up more and then it wasn't. Yeah. It was, yeah. I-,
2: I had the same thought actually. I, I think this film would be better if the kids were all, like, proper kids, like, young, (laughs) little children. Because the idea is they're test subjects who are immune to this thing anyway, so that's sort of the justification
1: for them being
0: young. I did put, um,. Some of these boys have beautiful hair, to say they don't have any modern facilities available. I did think that,
1: yes. <laughs> there's just... no there's no sort of, like, bum-fluffy moustaches around either. <laughs> that's
0: true. their supply pods come with, like, hair wax and stuff like that. They probably do. Quite a few little small, like, logical things that just bugged me, and probably bugged Saul if he hadn't followed I him.
2: Honestly, I wasn't engaged <laughs> with it enough to care. I, but, I, like...
0: Mm-hmm when Albie and mino go into the uh, maze right Albie gets stung whatever that means and so mino's yeah. dragging him back to try and get to save but we already know that when someone gets stung they banish them into the maze right yeah i
2: hated mm. this element if they, i see i wouldn't call this a small logical breakdown i'd call it no, a yeah, massive exactly. fucking character but f-
0: Fair enough, this is Albie, right? He's the leader, so maybe he's thinking, oh, he's more important, I have to try and do something. Drags him all the way back to the thing. He knows the doors are going to close. Now, I think it's admirable that you're taking someone back that you think is going to die anyway. It's like, never leave a man behind. Okay, whatever. But I think at the point where you're 10 meters away and you can see the thing closing and you've got five seconds to run through, that's the point when I give up. Like That's (laughs) the point when I go, okay, well, I could leave him or just die here with him and he's here anyway, so there's no there's no gain to this. Yeah, and um, like you say, so if you do me. get
2: him in there, they're just going to push
0: him out with a load of brooms Like, well, I'm, as soon as i opens willing up again. <laughs> I'm willing to go it's with not, that because of who he do. was. He was more important than that. But yeah, it was like, why didn't he just sort of go, okay, well, I give it a best shot, but I need to run out. But yeah, and the other... What else did I have? Oh, yeah. he He's like oh you people go running in the maze oh I'll do that and they're like no no you can't do that nobody wants to do that it's a really dangerous thing to do and he's like right. no no but I will do it and then why are they so cranky it's like it should be one of those jobs that anybody who wants to do it can do it yeah, because- yeah you think they be grateful <laughs> yeah <laughs> I guess I
1: guess a part of it might be that they don't want to sort of have dead weight. Like if this guy is yeah. no good, then but then I, even if he want, you know, volunteer him, train him, like you know, That's whatever. It. Yeah, he can,
0: at least know. go look, run around the glade for forty times. We'll see how you get on.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: This is something that really, really bothered me. The department, the 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 sort of the umbrella corporation bad guy, um, wicked. <laughs> Yes, it's called Wicked.
1: C K D.
0: Which, of course, we find out about three quarters of the way through the film stands for World Catastrophe Kill Zone Department. Mm-hmm. Which was and, and my note was that is not even worthy of Resident Evil. That is how bad that is. That sound, that is like something written for eight year olds, not fourteen year olds. Like what is what is that? What how could you possibly as a writer justify that? What what is going mm-hmm. on?
1: Because then they can have the tagline "Wicked is good," which is—I don't think that "Kill Zone" is a good like word to have in it's the not type weird. of the corporation. <laughs> anyway, uh, shall we talk about the ending now? When they discover wicked and patricia clarkson who plays the uh dr ava page who has left a video recording for the kids to watch as everyone in the facility is being shot dead all these people in like white coats and stuff Mm -hmm. and now correct me if i'm wrong on this because i'm not sure if i noted it all down properly but if i'm right the world has been devastated by a solar flare yeah, and that caused a virus that we don't know about eg- exactly in this film. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's be... like a
2: magic virus that came out of the sun. I think, essentially, right? Which okay. I can, I can go with that. It doesn't make any sense, but it's fine. <laughs> well, I, yeah.
0: I mean, I can go with something caused the Earth to heat up and the scorch, whatever. But mm. then a, a sort of epidemic virus, not necessarily being a direct result of that. But because there's not as much infrastructure, disease is easier to run rampant.
2: Well, uh, uh, yeah, I I think, like I say, I think it's meant to be directly tied to it, which at least makes it feel less coincidental that both things hit at once. Um, It's far more... It does feel messy, though. It doesn't
0: make any sense.
2: Well, yeah, but but does anything in this film really make any sense, Alan? I mean... uh...
1: Well, that's just it. I was hoping that in this explanation there was going to be something to uh, shed light on where these spider-robot yeah. monster things come from. Because I wouldn't be so bothered if they were just mechanical beings, but there is a part of them that is organic. Hmm. Uh, and that's just not
0: explained here at
1: all, or in the next but, one.
0: But we see, we see Dr. Page, she sort of says, look, we, we've kept you guys here because you're special, look, all this shit's going on out there in the real world. Uh, but uh, everything's falling apart. Bye bye, and shoots herself in the head. Mm. And I, first of all, I was thinking that's a bit of a coincidence. That the exact same day they've escaped is the same day that like the the rebels broke in and killed everyone. Mm. But that is kind of explained immediately when we find out that it's all a big fake out in the in the second yeah. ending.
3: Mm.
0: So, yeah. but that then does not explain why they're in this maze. Why mm. they're trying to kill them uh, every now and then with spiders. <laughs> why they sent a load of spiders to attack them uh, to like try and wipe them out? Mm. What the fuck are they doing with these kids and why?
1: Uh, well, there's something in there about being tested and that they're the um, the best of their uh, age group or something like that. Which but I was going yeah, with, they're... and then I remembered Piggy, <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, what's he good at then? Because he seemed
2: well, fairly he inept good at, at everything.
0: At, no, he makes little statues and shit.
2: They're all they're all immune. Mm. Maybe he's good at math. They're the best at being immune to the virus except but, they're not immune because uh, some of them get stunned
0: yeah one of them is not immune but it, but then the sort of secondary thing that we find out is that they're immune to this virus and so they're being kind of milked for antivirus but yes. they're not being milked because they're in this maze so what is what is it about oh we have to put all children in a maze and then the mm. ones that kind of survive when we try and kill them they're the ones who are immune to a disease what the fuck does that mean? What?
1: yep no, I, I, I quite agree. I, I don't have any answers. I was hoping that one of you might have. Because it's one of those things where I feel like, have I missed a line somewhere? Was I just like not paying attention?
0: Definitely the overarching plot, I, I just can't get on board with. But it was just the very specifics of this little story that I really liked. Yes. Um, and so that's why this film worked for me. It's why the second film was such a major <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> because yeah, it was so completely different.
1: We get to the second film, and is it like one of the first scenes... There are zombies, like proper oh yes zombies, running down the dunes now. So I immediately thought of you, obviously, um, <laughs> because you are a big zombie fan. Well, yeah, I, I'm. I, how did did you know there were zombies in this? Like you're normally quite um. No, I, I I
2: I had no idea. In in the first one, the people are getting infected with the stuff, and my girlfriend sort of joked like oh zombies when we were watching it, and it was like huh, yeah, and then. The, the, <laughs> The, the second one, yeah, just had this sort of zombie guy chasing after them at the start. And I thought, okay, that's so that they are kind of zombies, but I doubt that's going to... F- I was expecting them to figure out a way to shove the kids back into a maze or something of that nature.
3: Because yeah. it's
2: called the fucking Maze Runner, and that's the gimmick <laughs> of this series. The same way The Hunger Games bends over backwards to get the characters back into the scenario of a, a Hunger Games battle. And and it never happened. They just kind of were walking from one place to another and then they'd walk somewhere else and then they'd walk somewhere else. And-
1: I think it might be an unfortunate sort of marketing um, result that the, like, the main title is Maze Runner, subtitle The Scorch Trials. Like, when the film begins, the title card just says The Scorch Trials, and I'm pretty mm. sure that the book is probably just The Scorch Trials, but I guess they want people to know it's a sequel.
0: I thought The Scorch Trials, they would have to sort of go through a series of trials in some sort of, like, mm. a different yeah. kind of gauntlet where they have to run and face things. Yeah. And it doesn't really do any of that, either. It's It just becomes a straight-up zombie post-apocalypse kind of film, doesn't it? Mm.
1: Yeah. Like with, with, especially with all that stuff about the sun at the end of the last one, I thought, okay, so scorch, so it's going to be like they're outside now, and
0: there's yeah. going to be
1: these solar flares that they need to get around or something. I, I don't know, but yeah, they're just in a facility uh, led by Aiden. Is it Gillian? Aiden Gillian. Oh, Aiden from... Gillian.
0: I put. I made a note here. This is my first note for the film. I put Aiden Gillian, the worst actor in Hollywood. I fucking oh. hate him. He's shit. He can't
1: do an accent. <laughs> he,
0: can't, he can't even do his own accent anymore. <laughs> well, in this case, it doesn't matter what accent he's got. There's English kids in this... and English and American kids and no other nationalities So in the main, So <laughs> yeah. who knows where it might be? It's probably in the middle yeah. of the Atlantic somewhere. Um, but uh, the, the accent... He's got a stupid voice. But the accent isn't important here. It's just that he's a shit actor. No. I just think he's always shit in everything he does.
1: Anyway, he's the adult um, who the kids are introduced to and there's this facility and it's all these young people and every day about ten of them get called up to go to... Well, uh, uh, safety? Uh, <laughs> go
0: go um, to a farm where uh, everyone's really happy. Yes.
1: <laughs> Which just sounds like a... a mu- that Yes, that is an immediate cause for raising an eyebrow. I'm not sure, I, I'm not sure that I believe it would take... Thomas to be the first one to be like, hmm, wait a minute, something's not quite right here. But instead we get children being hooked up to machines and drained of their brain fluid. Because apparently that is the antidote to zombification. Young people brains. But not young enough that it's going to be sad to see them dying. If you'll notice, everyone's sort of 16, 17. Just while we're here, I found the start
2: of this film far more engaging than the first film. Um, and it, it very quickly kind of just became them walking around various warehouses and I switched off. But
0: mm. Mm. This felt bigger budget though, was it? Mm. Did the, the, oh was yeah, the first it was one exactly successful enough was. that it, it got Double more Double the money. budget, I believe. Well, it be definitely possible. felt like it. It felt like they had some real sets when they were on the buildings yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Climbing around the rubble.
1: But I do agree with Sol. Certainly later on in the film, I was like, how many warehouses are they going to be running around <laughs> yeah. in? It's uh... But the kids escape that particular warehouse anyway, and they pick up some a couple of new mm.
0: friends. I, liked, I did like that bit, generally. I like a, a bit of prison movie bit. And I thought they were going to kind of be there for a long time, and they got out quite quickly. Yeah, me too.
1: This whole film has a very episodic, like, you can tell that, yeah, this yeah. is adapted from a book, probably quite... You know, uh, faithfully, because it's just mm. chapter after chapter mm. of, okay, this is this section of the
0: book. and Probably not a very good book, to be honest, as well. But, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> well, like, there's other things that get set up there, like the main guy, Thomas, who has just no idea how to keep things on the down low. Like, he gets suspicious, so he stands up and goes, That's a bit suspicious, what's going on? Let me have a look <laughs> at that. Like, no idea how to keep his head down.
1: Well, I think, is is that not his character arc during this film? Cause well, he learns the, the how to only... shut his mouth. Well, yeah. To be honest, like in these first few scenes, he's really sort of impetuous, and he's just going to jump up and go and take care of something right away without thinking it through. And at one point, that one of the characters, I think it's in a later scene, says to him, "Oh, you 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 uh, led us out of that facility, and you don't even have a plan. Like, what what are we going to do?" And all this kind of stuff. And then that's paid off at the end of the film by him actually having a plan um, with what the explosives he... that he sets off. I don't know. I'm you not saying it's a great to... character
0: arc. <laughs> but it's, it's there. Well, maybe. But then, like he has, he has a couple of confrontations with one particular guard who kind of he's trying to get past him, and he's like, "No, get back." Mm. And I thought, "Oh right, this is going to be like the first level. You have to beat that guard, and then he has to beat Aidan Gillen, and then it's going to be." A... But mm. that guard just never came to anything. It was like little no, things kinda. like that that was like, "Oh, we, there's something. This, this is going to sort of become something," and it and it didn't. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, anyway, it's around this point that all the kids break out of the facility, and we they, they take refuge um, in this like underground. I'm not quite sure what it is. At first, I thought it was like a shopping mall, but uh, there are a load of mannequins there. Maybe it is. But it's it, we we get a full on zombie chase sequence as the kids awaken all these yeah. living dead and, uh,
2: creatures. This is the best part of the entire franchise.
1: I was waiting to see what you your thoughts were. I, I quite I, enjoyed this. It
2: wasn't particularly great, but like I could sit through the fifteen minutes or so starting at this point without too much trouble. It wasn't offensively mm. bad like the rest of the series. Um have you guys played The Last of Us? I think I've asked this on the show before. Uh no, I haven't. Cause this middle section is it is absurdly Close to The Last of Us. I mean, that that hmm. I know it's based on a book, but just the visuals and everything, and I don't quite buy this is all in the book. I, I'm convinced people working on this film have played that game and were very heavily inspired by it because that that game hmm. is a, a a zombie game, but it's set in a world where the planet's been overrun with a a zombie condition similar to the cordyceps fungus, if you're familiar with that, which is that fungus that infects ants and hijacks Hmm. their brain and grows a big mushroom out of their head. So you get all these zombies in it with big, moldy, fungus spore things growing out of their head. Mm. They go blind. They start clicking Ah. uh, to use sonic vibrations to figure out their surroundings like bats do, because they can't see anymore. Mm. And a great deal of that game set in you know, half-fallen-over skyscrapers and stuff, and then suddenly they run into these zombies with plants growing out of them, clicking, and they run up a half-fallen-over skyscraper, and it's unbelievably similar to The Last hmm. of Us. Uh,
1: hmm. Oh, well, there's another thing that I thought you'd love in this film, Soul. Um, is it the cast? It in? Gian- G- Giancarlo Esposito? Yeah. the cast
2: <laughs> in this film uh-huh. is... Alan such Chudwick. a such a step up from the previous one. Because as you say, Jim well, Carlo Esposito, money. Alan Chiddick.
1: Patricia Clarkson in a bit larger role. Aidan yeah. Aiden Gillen. Barry Pepper. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Barry Pepper. Uh, <laughs> what, what? <laughs> Barry. I honestly I was like, is that Barry Pepper? I haven't seen him for years. <laughs> 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 I look I had to look him up and like, oh, what else? what has he done the last six or seven years? What's going on? <laughs>
1: It was around the point that um, Alan Tudyk's character is introduced that I was getting quite bored of, like, this whole mm. film is just 20-minute intervals of these kids yeah. running into an, an a group of adults, yeah. and it's like, oh, do we trust them, do we not? And I get that it's a young adult thing, but the whole thing is built around, like, oh, these bad adults. God, that reminds me of my parents. Oh, they'll Ooh. want to use me and take my brain juice.
0: But <laughs> well, Alan Tudyk you know, and that whole section was uh, completely extraneous as well. yeah. He um, gets them
1: drugged up or something, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. it
0: was like a, this little PSA they just dropped in, like, don't take drinks from strangers, kids. But they did, not yeah. they, like, forced it down
2: his, like, they, they pretty much shoved that bottle in his mouth and forced him to drink it. And he's in a situation where he can't really say no. So it's not even immoral.
0: But then all that <laughs> happens is he gets a bit woozy and then wakes up and it's like, ugh. Oh. Boy, there's my head banging, i have got a right hangover. Anyway, shall we go uh, on to the next level?
3: <laughs> well, yeah, but he
1: wakes up and all of his mates are there again, because he's been separated from them. So yeah, we don't need to know how they got there of... or why. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> pointless, completely um, pointless.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all my notes uh. at this point are just along the lines of what's even happening, what's the point
1: of this.
2: So, uh, when do we see that zombie eating
1: rats? Um, That's just before the skyscraper chase.
2: Oh, okay, sorry, I've missed that. Um... That was cool as well. I made a note of that. Mm. The, 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 we're introduced to this zombie just like chomping down on rats. And to say I've seen so many zombie films, I've never really seen a sequence
1: mm. quite put together in that way. Yeah, it, it was around this point that I did fall asleep for a little bit <laughs> and I had to rewind and watch it again because uh, it, it, it's a very repetitive film. It is 20-minute yeah, chunks of meet adult, ooh, are they good, are they bad, ooh, never mind, action sequence, because the previous yeah. adults are coming in. Walk through
2: desert, walk through warehouse, yeah. walk through desert, walk through warehouse.
1: And indeed, like, Thomas just doesn't have a plan throughout most of the thing, they're just strolling around and they eventually find some uh other humans who aris knows he knows a couple of the girls because he was in the maze with them S- sort of resistance fighters if you will who were against wicked's policy of harvesting children for a cure
0: aris meets these girls that he knew were from the maze and he goes hmm. to, he goes to this girl oh, how did you end up here and she never answers that and we don't we never <laughs> we never find out so presumably yeah. they got taken off on one of the transports and they, maybe got hijacked or something by these rebel scum. Um, <laughs> who knows? No need to give any answers, is there?
1: No, no, no. So, uh, including the big plot twist that Teresa is actually a double agent working for Wicked and they're able to track them to the rebel base and launch an attack.
0: I kind of like this bit because she's not a double agent. Mm-hmm. She's not like been on their side the whole time. She decides for herself that what they're doing is for the greater good. And so she turns, basically. It's not that she's been working on the other side the whole time. She turns. Yes, yeah. And it would be great if her character had had any development whatsoever so that that <laughs> meant something, <laughs> rather yeah. than just coming out of nowhere. And there was one bit earlier on where they're talking, the two of them, and she's like, oh, I'm just not so sure about this. You know, I think we should go back. And he's like, Why? He's like, well, I. She was, like, I remember things more than you do, and he goes, like, what? And she goes, no, 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 forget it. <laughs> and then it's like, for fuck's sake, just tell him. Yeah, like, it's obviously I mean, important. You should be telling everybody everything you know because nobody can remember <laughs> anything.
3: Yeah,
1: but maybe, maybe that's all for the third film. Do do we do you, do either of you have the slightest
2: idea what the third film entails? Is it just more of them? walking around, meeting people, and nothing particularly happening? Or is there a, a concept to it? Like, they all have to do some actual trials? or
0: I don't know. And I, I sort of deliberately didn't try and find out. I didn't try and watch a trailer or anything if there's anything out there. I yeah, just thought, to. bollocks to it, I'll just write a pitch. <laughs> 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 so, plus, But I think there's more than three books. It's not a trilogy of books, is it? Oh, I, thought, like I, books? it I
1: don't know. It, well, this next film is the last film. I think for a while they were going to do that thing of splitting the last book into two films. But they decided against it. And I think the film is, like, these films, the first two came out, like, within a year of each other. It was astonishingly quickly that they uh, churned them out. The third film was supposed to be out, I believe, last year... But the main actor, the guy who plays Thomas, was in a very, 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 very serious accident on set uh, oh, and basically had to take months off to recuperate. really? I was, was going like to ask, why it taken three
0: years to get this huh. sorted out?
1: Yeah, they had to reschedule the whole thing. It wasn't even like, uh, oh, well, you know, bandage him up, get him back on next week. It was like, oh, shit, actually, he needs months to recover from oh, this. Oh, bloody
3: hell. Yeah.
0: yeah. So... I want to ask, am I the only one who thinks that wicked aren't really doing the wrong thing? I mean, I appreciate it's not morally that sound, but in, well, t- in terms of the end justifying the means, what if, are they if they doing? are legitimately searching, they're searching or trying to find a cure yeah. for this disease that the whole world is infested with, yeah. but they're not, the cure they've got is kind of, it's only temporary, it's just palliative, so they need to continue milking. They can't just, oh right, we've got a sample of your blood, we can create an antivirus, Boom. They have to keep milking mm. these these people who are immune for their um, immunity juice.
2: <laughs> yes. Are they killing the people to get juice out of them? Because I thought they were just kind of milking them, keeping them alive,
0: milking them a bit. Well, they, they keep them alive, but they seem to be just hung up like in a coma kind of thing. Yeah, that's... But the, yeah. the whole point is that they have to keep them alive so they can keep producing it. Because yeah, it's only yeah. a temporary thing. But then why they put then some of them in a maze, I don't know what that's about, but whatever. Is
2: it it like... You know how much? Say you've got a liter of juice. Is that a hundred people, thousand people? What one person? What's that going to do for you?
1: Well, they they inject um, one of those. One of, well, of uh, the do, yeah. Breaking Bad guy's assistants gets bitten, yeah. And yeah. they inject her with it. I guess they've got a friendly version of the serum or something mm. in the rebel base. Um, and he asks how how long is that going to last, and she says, "Oh, a couple of months, depending." So I guess it's only like a temporary.
0: Well, they use no, no. They use they use Thomas's blood. She takes blood from him. And because he's oh. immune, she then, and if they've got no real sensible facilities there, so she can take like maybe let's say half a pint of blood off of him and turn it off into no. a, a full thing for her. I don't know where the brain juice comes into that, but then obviously you can just recreate it from blood. So you should be able to just donate blood regularly, yeah. and and that would create a lot. But then mm. yeah, she says, oh, it might work for a few months. I don't know. It's different for everyone. Like well, that's completely non science is it <laughs> like,
2: yeah okay. but they're, they're doing science during the apocalypse so yeah, yeah do proper trials and tests on this yeah
0: so yeah I mean uh, I'm not totally won over by these are the big bad guys kind of sense mm. yeah. and I feel like with the whole Teresa story they they're at least trying to suggest it's a you know it is a morally gray area uh, I don't know it feels a bit like they don't quite know where they're going with it mmm <laughs> Mm. But they should be, because the books are all written. Yeah, but yes. if they're
2: following the books, do we know if the author was just making it up as they went along, or if the author is... Oh, of course
0: right? they were. Well,
2: exactly. There you go, then. They're following... Based on the first,
0: first film to the second film, if they're representative of the books, then that first book was written with no concept of what yeah. the second one was going to exactly. be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, and What I'm most interested, actually, Sol, is finding out where you rank it on your zombie film ranking <laughs> list. All right, I want to know if it's second. above Resident Evil or uh, oh, it's definitely, amongst it. Oh, it's got to be
2: above Resident Evil. I'm sure it is. Let me have a look. <laughs> uh, I've just loaded it up. And so, shall I go from the bottom? Worst zombie film I've seen up until Maze Runner. I'll, I'll read them out as quickly as I can. So, from worst <laughs> up until Maze Runner. Uh, Day of the Dead 2 Contagium, the worst film ever made. Resident Evil Apocalypse. <laughs> Resident Evil Afterlife. No! Children of the Living Dead. Resident <laughs> Evil... Uh, Dawning oh. of the Dead, Resident Evil Retribution, Resident Evil Extinction, <laughs> Return of the Living Dead, Necropolis, The Signal, The Maze Runner, The Scorch Trials. <laughs> oh, it is the one hundred and twenty-sixth best zombie film that I've seen <laughs> according to this list. Oh, out of one hundred and thirty-six.
1: So, how much out of ten would you rate The Maze Runner and the
0: sequel? Uh, Alan? I gave The Maze Runner seven. No, oh, I wow. li- I liked big big parts of it, but the kind of overall thing wasn't really good enough. Uh, the sequel I gave five. Ah, okay. Which I think is pretty generous, to be honest. Well, yeah. <laughs> kinda of, I was trying to see it from a kind of like, eh, it's just like Resident Evil sort of, it's just stupid action stuff in it.
1: Um well I'm not too far off. Um I would give the first one a six and the second one five. <sighs> uh three <laughs> and a two for me. Oh.
2: Hmm. I enjoyed Oof. more bits in the second film, but as an overall whole, I think it's slightly worse. Not a lot in it though. Mm. I honestly I, I think those films are really similar in terms of quality. I didn't think there was much of a step down. The, these are honestly, like these are some of the worst films that I think we've covered on this show. <laughs> I, I,
1: I think that's unfair. I think
2: I Resident think Evil they're... and Fifty Shades of Grey. And other than that, I can't think of anything worse than this. So, <laughs> Do you guys know in America they call Corn Maze?
1: Ah, uh, well, that's a part of my pitch, actually. <laughs> um, if we're going to get to our pitches, then... Uh...
0: Um, can, can I go first, because mine's quite general. Yeah, go for it. All right. Um, so I didn't really come up with a very solid proper plot because it's just it, it could literally go anywhere after that first to second film jump it's like there's no rules okay so I've, I've sort of thrown together some predictions of what i think will happen so some of them are a bit kind of more generic uh, some of them are uh specific and i want to see if i get them right um they will make a new friend who will get bitten by a zombie but survive by cutting off their leg before it spreads that's going to be one of the ways mm. they they like tie a tourniquet around it and then they have to cut it off in the really kind of horrific scene
1: you know what, I, I, at one point I would have said that that would be um, too much for a, a series like this, but I'm surprised at all the stuff they actually get away with, the violence. Yeah, for yeah. Uh, Like, over here in the UK they're rated 12, I assume they're PG-13 in America. Um, but there's like, there was uh, in the second one, there was a bit when the zombies, they're trying to push a door on them and they've grabbed one of the guys and they're like digging their fingers into his stomach. Mm. And for a second, I thought they were going to do that thing where like the body splits in half, <laughs> like in one of those. And <laughs> uh, lot of sausages tons, fall out. <laughs> the a
3: Captain Rose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: ah, that's, that's what yeah, there you go. Yeah, they rip, him open, rip out mm. the entrails. They kind of crowd surf mm. backwards into the zombies and get torn
0: apart.
3: And yeah,
2: that was
0: very yeah. zombie film. That one, I that was uh, yeah. Um, mm. Okay, here's another prediction. Uh, obviously, they're going to go back to the Wicked Headquarters. I think Aidan Gillen is going to be like the first boss they have to beat there, and I think yes, I think he's going to die. My my guess is he'll be crushed uh, by a giant tank of water or some other sort of liquid that falls on him. And then smashes in a very spectacular fashion. Yeah, maybe brain juice. But it'll fall on him and it'll smash and the water will go everywhere. Glass will go, everywhere. that's how he's going to die. Mm. That's my prediction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then <laughs> uh, I think they'll find a room full of like, zombie people that are being experimented on. And one of them will be Mino, who is the kid who got taken at the end of the second film. So I think he oh, will wow. have been turned into a zombie in some way. So they'll take him with them because they're searching for a cure or whatever. But then he keeps like trying to bite him and stuff. And it's like just a complete liability. Uh, So (laughs) I think that's going to be like a problem they have to deal with. Like, but I think they're going to have a zombie with them for part of the journey. Mm. The the main scientist woman, Paige, he's going to want to kill her. But that girl, Teresa, she'll stop him somehow. Like with words, not force. But then I think Dr. Page is gonna die, uh, but via some more indirect kind of means so that we don't actually see him murdering someone. Uh she'll probably, probably her own human. Yeah,
2: she'll so, she'll be yeah. running to get away and the zombies will be clamoring at the door. She'll be stood by a window with like a big vial of MacGuffin <laughs> and then the zombies yes. will break through <laughs> and, and grab her after she's done giving a speech about how she doesn't care
0: about killing people,
3: to... <laughs> For exactly. the greater good, or something. Exactly. Like
0: mm. um, I do think, though, when she dies, there'll be some sort of reveal that she's not actually the top dog at all. But there's some some kind of up another level, another ba- another boss. Oh. Uh, I, but I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking in that in terms of setting up an, the next film, which apparently uh, isn't going to happen, but whatever.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask is, is that was your setup for an act
0: four? It was. Yeah, a, I don't think this is film. ever going to end. Okay, here's a very specific prediction. I think at some point. Some a character will be revealed to be a hologram.
3: Mm.
0: Whether it's like... <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily like one of the main characters who's been there all the time. Where, where's that prediction come from?
1: Is there any indication that... There is a hologram of, of the Doctor in the second film. Well, it's not really a hologram, it's a screen, but it's a, you know...
0: But yeah, they've got modern okay. futuristic projection. But I I was just sort of trying to think... What did they do on Resident Evil that was bullshit? Uh, <laughs> it'll, just be, it'll be stuff like that. Uh... I was thinking a lot
1: of Resident <laughs> Evil watching these. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't just because of the zombies, but just that level of filmmaking.
0: Uh, this is a this is definitely one. I think uh, at the end, near the end, Thomas will have to crawl through a narrow passageway that will symbolise rebirth. There'll be some sort ah. of birth metaphor at the end because that is setting up what I think the it's the next section is going to be because the only way I can make any sense of all this maze and and all all this bollocks that's going on is that actually the whole thing is fake. Thomas is the only real person. The rest of it is some kind of fakery. Like it's either in his head or he's in a, or it's a projection or something. I think he's probably sat in a tank somewhere with wires like, like the matrix, but they have, they have to keep him in a permanent state of terror or at least sort of excitation, because that's what stimulates the uh, the enzyme or whatever it is that they're trying to harvest out of him. Mm. And then, so then the next thing, we will be he'd be waking up, ripping all that out, and then it's the Matrix, and they're in space. Hmm.
2: I think the twist at the end is going to be that Thomas is actually, like, he's in a simulation, so that much is true, but it's because he's actually a sperm, a tozoa.
3: Ah and, and because <laughs> uh,
2: they're testing because they're breeding people who are immune to um the virus naturally to um just kind of dilute the population with with people yeah. that are immune. But in order to, to like ensure that the right sperm get through that carry the immunity rather than the sperm that don't, they have to run them through this, this series of simulated tests. <laughs> Uh, it's all quite symbolic they're actually just swimming around the maze to get to the egg and it's like the healthiest sperm (laughs) do it
0: (laughs) the next film's called The Fallopian Runner yeah (laughs) would that be good? I think that works yeah Yeah. it makes as much sense as the rest of this
1: yeah (laughs) um right Uh, Saul do you want to go next? yeah
2: I'll go if you want I'll get it out of the way um, Go for it So I, I have such contempt for these films That I haven't got a pitch <laughs> So <laughs> I'm really happy that we've found Another series of films that you have Nothing but contempt for uh, But no I just thought I'm going to treat This with the same reverence That the writer of the Films and the books seemed to do so And just make something up on the spot So those kids from the end of the second one That are still alive So they walk to The coast and there's a big boat, and they get on the boat, and it turns out that there's a whole load of companies called, like, like BAD, but it's an acronym, <laughs> <laughs> and it stands... Nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it stands for... Uh,
0: bad and Despicable. Yeah, Bad and Despicable. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Because the... <laughs> The acronym has to be cringy, but then the words behind it have to be even worse. That's yeah. the rules. <laughs> um,
2: and so there's all these testing facilities on ships,
0: and they get on a ship. Wait, this is Resident Evil Five, isn't it? four? Mm. Is that?
1: Oh yeah. You skip to the end of well, Resident Evil Four. We'll stick with it. So, so
2: they, they're on the <laughs> ship, and it's out in the sea, and they're having these war ge- like battle games with the other ships because they're all after the maze runners because they've got head juice to stop the zombies, but some mm-hmm. some of the ships are driven by zombies. <laughs> a sentence. There's there's like a ship of zombies chasing them as well. Um, <laughs>
0: oh I do like the idea of a captain zombie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Full steam ahead uh, brains
2: <laughs> In order to like find the cure and save everything for some reason they have to put on these VR headsets and go into a virtual reality on the ship like a holodeck kind of thing. And they Mm. do that. And when they go into the virtual reality, it's like a big maze. And uh, it's a load of maze trials. (laughs) So it's like the first film again.
0: When you say maze, do you mean American (laughs) corn? No, it's not (laughs) cornfield. That's
2: that's far too naughty for uh, Teresa to be engaging. Uh, and and so they do all that Patricia Clarkson it turns out Is actually like a real Real like good guy But she's kind of been playing up the Villainy role Yeah she's been looking out for Thomas The whole time and just kind of You know leading him in the right direction With little bits of Pulling the strings here and there subtly um, Like Albert Wesker Yeah cause she, well no because she, cause she Was friends with Thomas's parents And it's because she actually had a bit of a flirty thing going on (laughs) where she fancied the dad, but it was quite unrequited. And uh, after he got a different woman pregnant, she agreed to back off.
0: But got obsessed with this kid.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sort of saw him as her own (laughs) child. And um, that's basically it. So they they go through the trials and they figure out a cure or something. But once they've got the cure, they don't know how to administer it to all the infected people and the entire planet. And there's not really any infrastructure to to mass-produce it in this world anymore anyway. Mm. So that sets up a fourth one where they have to drive the boat to the facility in Australia.
3: <laughs> oh.
2: Sounds like a mate. I mean, that, that'd work.
0: This is... Uh... The sequel Maze Runner: Logistics, where they have to <laughs> distribute the antivirus around the world.
1: Right. Well, I'm going to pitch you a crossover movie. Ooh,
2: okay. Um, is it an obvious choice? Is there logic to it, or is it like Mrs. Doubtfire?
1: Can you can you know we've talked about maze? Okay. Signs. Signs. No. Um, no. No. Another another film series with corn. Children of the corn. Children of the. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've never seen any Children of the Corn. I'm
0: not, I'm not familiar with Children of the Corn either.
1: Oh, oh God! We need to do that. While <laughs> well, saying that, I've only seen the first one. But, um, what is it?
0: What what what
1: is the like
2: elevator pitch for Children of the Corn? Just because I I honestly don't know what.
1: Bunch of um, kids in small town, middle of nowhere, America, uh, drawn into this cult by one especially creepy child who believes that there is a entity living in the corn who is telling him to kill all of the adults okay. um, in the town. And then Linda Hamilton and her boyfriend uh on a road trip through America and they, of course, yeah, get wrapped up in it.
0: It's based on a Stephen King story, so uh, they probably end up in another dimension at some point. And, uh... <laughs> There's, yeah, there'll be the ghost of the father as does...
2: the kid comes back at the end and talks to him, and then it's aliens. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: It does get very stupid towards the end, and there is a bit of a like, uh, you know, it's like it. It's like, it's all really good until you get to the end, and then it's like, oh, it God, that's what the twist is. Classic is it? Stephen that's King. What it looks like. <laughs> anyway. The logic behind my crossover is not only that maze and maze sounds the same, but that you know when, whenever I've been in a maze, it's been like a cornfield maze. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, maze there maze. Go, you see, it all makes sense.
2: You know, I I I used to work in one of those maze mazes. Do you know that? No way. Really. Yeah. Is but it as amazing as it sounds? I I was like in character. <laughs> I had to be a cowboy walking around. Like, <laughs> oh, you <laughs> have told Yeehaw! me about this. Yeah. Can you do the voice? <laughs> oh go what, what? I'm trying to remember what I did. Yeah, I, I did the kind of oh yeah. I don't know, there. Oh, I don't rightly know, sir. It wasn't quite <laughs> like that, but it was that vibe.
0: <laughs> wow. What, what what information did you have to impart? in character.
2: I just had to walk around the maze and if I ran into someone I'd just be like well
3: howdy doody do yeah
0: you doing it as J- old James Stewart. <laughs> 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 oh, I've been stuck in this maze for 37 <laughs> years.
1: <laughs>
0: Did you make anyone cry? Any children? Uh,
1: no, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> Did mm. you get to choose your character? Uh, to a point. <laughs> what point? Well, I got to choose the voice. <laughs> when, when you, when, what, at what point did you go too far and they had to stop you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> with what? With being like a town drunk
0: walking around. <laughs> but did they go like, oh well, you can be a cowboy or a witch or a spaceman? No, everyone what, had to be. What a cowboy. were the options? Oh,
2: like, okay. like it was it was Wild West themed. Everyone uh, had to be some sort of Wild West thing. Most of the people were kind of like. Well, howdy doody, you, you know that very weak American accents, just generic sort of like.
0: Whereas yeah, you were nailing it every whereas time.
2: Whereas that's it. Where I was, I was going for it with my.
1: Oh my Jesus Christ, son! I don't <laughs> really know what's going on. See? So I was trying to think of who, who would be a modern day Linda Hamilton,
0: the um, um, the woman who is very popular, Mila
1: Yes, I no,
0: know, Jennifer Lawrence. I was going to say.
2: Oh, she's already on. in the Hunger Games. She can't. She can't. can't. do another one. She's too old now, anyway. Oh, hang on, Millie- Oh, no, I was thinking Jennifer Lawrence is too old. I was thinking you wanted like a a teenager <laughs> for this. <laughs> Mila is franchise.
0: forty-seven or something.
2: No, no, that's why I forgot that you said <laughs> Mila Uh
1: I think she sh- she could play seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, me uh, seventeen-year-old Mila Jovovich and her boyfriend are um, traveling across. Who's the boyfriend? Um, I, well, I couldn't remember who he was in *Children of the Corn*, so it didn't feel right to cast a role that I can't remember. Sam Rockwell. Um, yeah, seventeen-year-old Sam Rockwell. <laughs> it's um, Mila's birthday is coming up, and they're very excited. It's her eighteenth birthday, so uh, they're going to. They're, they're traveling to uh, to a state where you can drink when you're eighteen. <laughs> so they're, they're they're driving in the car, and um, they happen upon a corn maze.
0: So they're they're passing a maze, maze. They go, oh, that looks exciting. That's what seventeen-year-olds like to do. Let's go in no, let's go in there. That'll break up no, the they, drive. They,
2: they, you know, it's a long trip.
0: They think
1: it's yeah. like postmodern and stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. when when I
2: worked at one, we had we had loads of young people
1: coming in. Ironically. So they get into the corn maze. So they're, they're like, oh, wow, look, a corn maze. Isn't this interesting? Yes, this is the best thing we've seen because we've, li- we've been waiting to stop for a while now, and all we've seen is they really st- boring stuff. They stopped so.
0: at uh, the world's biggest cotton reel. <laughs> that wasn't very exciting. <laughs> no, so
1: they thought, well, the maze is going to be good. Anyway, they get to the thing, and it's a, a creepy uh, young person running the ticket thing. <laughs> Called
0: Sol. <laughs> He's <laughs> going, <laughs> how do you do with it there, fellow? <laughs>
2: And they like, can I can Apple. I
1: play that role as a cameo? <laughs> <laughs> So, Mili Ovovich and her, and um, Sam Rockwell, get to the maze, and they're like, oh wow, this is so interesting, we haven't seen anything this interesting um, since that lady with those snakes, so <laughs> we're gonna have to go in here to break up the drive, um, because it's my, it's coming up to my 18th birthday, and I'm doing ironic things before I go and get tanked somewhere else, and there's like a creepy kid called Sol behind the uh, ticket booth who's like... Oh, what you kids doing round here then? Oh. And and they're like, you
0: ain't gonna then, really go in that maze, ironically, are you? <laughs>
1: and, and and then they're like, oh, we, this maze is great. Can we please go in? Uh, and he's like, oh, how, you must be under the age of eighteen to enter this maze. And um, they're like, oh well, boy, that's a that's a good thing because I'm turning eighteen tomorrow. And then so I was like, oh well, it's uh, no price admission for you then, young lady. <laughs> and so they they let me in. And they're, they're going. So you have to be under the age
2: of 18 <laughs> to be allowed in the maze, but anyone under the age of 18 gets in free. It's not a very that... good business model, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, well, yeah. you'll find oh, no, no, out no, no, why, though. <laughs> it's because
1: it's her birthday tomorrow. Oh, okay. Oh. So she's turning 18 tomorrow. What's so the no cutoff point for that, her. then? It's not It's not a birthday that day. <laughs> Look, he's just being friendly. He's running his...
2: Does the boyfriend have
0: to pay? ...side to of it?
1: the highway corn maze.
0: And he's being friendly with people. I don't trust him. Does he play a banjo at any point? <laughs> Right,
1: anyway, so they get into this maze and they're like wandering around. And at first, it's fun. And it's like, oh, isn't this funny? Yeah. And then they start getting a bit frightened because it's like, God, we've been here for a long time actually. And they, uh, they, they're, they're like desperate to get out and stuff. And then they finally come to what they think is an exit. They get to the exit and they actually they come out and it's this like small deserted town, ghost town. <laughs> and they're walking through the town, and they're sort of like, oh, hello, who, who, who is, you know, what, what's all this? And suddenly they're ambushed by a bunch of kids, and um, Sol, the ringleader, is there <laughs> as well. And uh, he's rallying the, the kids together, and they're like...
0: Wait, is, is, is Sol a kid, then? I always thought he was an adult.
1: No, 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 everyone in the town is under the age of 18. Okay. So we have some chase stuff around the town here, and Mila and her boyfriend are uh, separated and kidnapped and whatnot, and there is a leader above Saul, who, uh, exposits to Mila Jovovich and Sam Rockwell that all- that the kids murdered all of the adults in the village and have formed a weird cult based on, um, some entity that they're trying to appease in the cornfields, um- <laughs> And the mazes are there to lure in tourists, and anyone of an appropriate age is indoctrinated into this uh, society. And uh, on on their eighteenth birthday, they are sacrificed. They are taken through into the very center of the maze, where there is this sacrificial thing going on, and um, the the all these zombies are there. But they're only attracted to eighteen <coughs> years old and overs, so they leave the kids alone. Um, but the leader of the, they, they, so they take me and the overage because they find out it's her birthday and they like put her on a stake and they're like, take her to the center of this maze and stuff and they do their big ritual and some zombies come out and they're all running at her and then there's this big bellowing,
3: hold on!
1: <laughs> and then, um, all the zombies like hold back and then this giant like zombie plant thing comes out of the, uh, corn. So, um, yeah, the, the kids are appeasing this giant zombie plant monster which uh me, the Ovich and Sam Rockwell, obviously they break free and there's a big fight sequence and uh they set fire to the maze and to the plant zombies and uh make their getaway. And uh <laughs> we'll explain more in the sequel.
0: <laughs> wow. Well I'm sure it makes as much sense as Children of the Corn.
1: Yeah. Anyway, there we go. So that's my crossover idea. I'm sure it'll be a hit. So, if you're a, a Maze Runner fan, let us know on our various social media outlets, and also what you think of the um, series. And um, stay tuned for our review of the year in about six months' time to hear our thoughts on the third film. I'm not, I'm not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will. I will pay for it on Amazon Prime if Ooh. it is three fifty or less. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow! Bloody hell. Bye, see you next week.
1: <laughs> I was about to be like, is someone going to say something funny? Sure that we can end on that. <laughs> oh, but we don't have to end that way. It's like, it's like no, shows where, it's where it sweet. ends with everyone laughing, throwing their heads back and... <laughs> <laughs> so we don't need that. We can end on a more somber note. Levi Stubbs, dead. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening and if you are a fan of the show or even a newcomer, then please do go to the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Diminishing Returns Podcast. Not only will this allow you to communicate with us directly and have your say on our thoughts and opinions, but it also gives us the sense of approval that our fragile egos so desperately crave. Please like us, it's the only way we know you're listening. See you next week.